0: everybody welcome back to the eye on the ball podcast i'm dan i well here we are week seven for the bills is in the books week eight is on the way and you gotta ask yourself and it's the question i keep coming back to you can ask a lot of questions but the one that i keep coming back to is what the fuck are we doing How is this team with all of these weapons saying it's the best offense they've had around Josh Allen, how do they so consistently look like hot garbage rolled out onto a football field? It's terrible, terrible to watch. The product that you put out on the field right now for the Buffalo Bills is garbage. And it couldn't have come to fruition any better than a loss to your most hated rival of the past 25 years. The team that has beaten you up for two decades. You finally start to flip the script for three years and that's what you roll out onto the field against the Patriots. What the fuck? How does that team do that? There's a lot of reasons why, and I think it's pretty clear, and I think everybody's collectively losing their mind, but there's some big problem spots you can pinpoint, and we're going to jump into those. First and foremost, the I'm hesitant to start with the defense because they're down four or five starters. You had Von Miller only getting six snaps for the entire game. You're down Matt Milano. You're down Trey White. You're down Daquan Jones. You've got second string guys in there, and I understand that they're deep to a degree. This is not the premier defense that we saw from the Bills early on. You made Mac Jones look like a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. Granted, he's made a Pro Bowl. Patriots coming in at 1-5, and five, there is absolutely no way in any circumstances that a Sean McDermott-led defense should let Mac Jones look that good. He dominated the Bills. He picked them apart, moved the Patriots up and down the field, and did exactly what they needed. They scored 29 points! 29 points. They hadn't scored 21 yet this season. They were the only team in the league that hadn't had 21 points yet in the season. And you let them put up 29, including a game-winning drive where they drive 70 yards down the field in two minutes and embarrass you to drop you to four and three. It wasn't the running game. All the talk about the Bills run defense and the struggles of the Bills run defense and oh man, they're getting gashed and they're just getting torn apart in the running game. You would think with that Oliver out and with Daquan Jones completely sidelined that the running game was going to be an issue, especially from a New England team that would be more favorable to the run. Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott combined for 65 yards. Combined. On 20 carries. They're averaging three and change per run. That's embarrassing that you play that well against the run. You gave up some chunk plays. You had the one-off play that went for 20 yards that wasn't even... Either of them, I don't believe. Zeke rips off one good run. Stevenson rips off a good run. Other than that, you controlled the narrative at the line of scrimmage. You controlled the run. And what do you get to show for that? You get torched by McCorkle. Mac Jones finished that game 25 of 30 for 272 yards. embarrassing that they let him work up and down the field. And it wasn't like he had to be methodical or they had to just take advantage of the opportunities they had. They were tearing the Bills open with chunk plays. Kendrick Bourne had a 33-yard reception. Farrell Brown He had two catches, 26 yards, 25 yards. Ramondre Stevenson had a catch for 34 yards. You're talking a half dozen plays where you got sliced and diced for 20 yards plus. Big play situations. And you let them have it. You can say they're missing all of these players then why are the other guys on the roster if they can't also do the job they didn't learn they didn't adapt so much of what we've seen from the bills defense is the first drive they come out and they feel out a team and they adjust and then they put their foot down and they shut teams down that didn't happen they gave up 13 points in the fourth quarter They were getting worked up and down the field. And when you look at the schedule of what's coming, the teams that they're going to have to play, this is the cupcake part of the schedule. And you won the hard game in this stretch by beating Miami. You lost to Jacksonville. You lost to New England. You lost to the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. And you almost lost to the goddamn New York Giants. You are blowing the golden opportunity to be sitting right now at 6-1, 7-0, even you beat Miami. Because the schedule gets so, so, so much harder over the final month and a half for the Bills. You still have to play Cincinnati's offense with this D. You have to play Kansas City, you have to play Philly, you have to play Dallas, you have to play Miami again. How, if you can't slow down Mac Jones, how is this team going to stop anybody over the last eight weeks of the season? You get another cupcake game on Thursday night against Tampa Bay. Then you have 10 days to get ready for Cincy, and then you get the Broncos at home on Monday Night Football. You have to win all three of those. Now, the Bills have put themselves into a situation where their margin for error is so small, they they cannot make mistakes. And now it appears the defense can't be trusted. Now, in any other situation, that wouldn't be a problem for the Bills because you have one of the top offenses in the league. Not anymore. They are still, statistically, they are still top five in the league in offense. And for three games now, this offense has been non-existent for 50 out of the 60 minutes of every game. It took a desperate comeback attempt against Jacksonville. It took a feverish comeback and then hold on at the end against the Giants. And it took a comeback that ultimately fell apart against New England. All three of those have that in common. Mm-hmm. They wait until it's too late and their backs are completely against the wall to do Anything. And then they show they can. They. Time and time again now. They have shown. They're entirely capable. Of operating. As a top tier offense. For some reason. They don't do it. For 80% of the football game. And then they show up in magic moments in the last two minutes before the half, the last five, six minutes of the fourth quarter. Then they want to play. The other 45, 50 minutes, forget it. You're going to get nothing out of them. They come out completely flat, with the exception of the Miami game, completely flat. This is an offense that should be setting the tone for the game, setting up the way things will go. Make teams pass because you can play better in the pass defense, which apparently isn't true anymore. Make teams chase you. And instead, they're now chasing every week It eight minutes to play in the fourth quarter. They still don't have a lead. Look back, taking out the Miami game, the one game where everything went perfectly. The first two drives for the offense, so your first quarter possessions, what sort of tone are you setting? Against the Jets, punt, field goal. The Raiders, punt, touchdown. Washington, field goal, punt. Jacksonville, punt, punt. Giants, punt, turnover. New England, interception, field goal. That's 12 drives, and what do you have to show for it? One touchdown and three field goals over six games. They don't score in the first quarter. They just don't. They score in the fourth quarter. This week, they put up 15 points in the fourth quarter. You're showing the whole world you can do it. When push comes to shove, you're capable. Why the fuck can't you do that off the bat? Why can't you come out and have that energy at the start of the game? To fire on all cylinders from the word go. And they just don't do it. This week, Josh Allen again. Good. Not great. He's no longer a dynamic quarterback. They've turned him into a system quarterback who sits tight, waits, and tries to distribute the ball, refuses to run under any circumstances, and just frankly looks deflated. There's no fire. There's no getting in people's faces. You saw it in the Giants game for a split second at the end of the third quarter with the fight in the end zone. Where's that Josh Allen all of the time? Because he looks like someone that's going through the motions, punching in, doing his job, playing quarterback, punching out, end of the day. He looks like He looks like he's had the color drained out of his face. He looks like there's just there isn't that zest for getting out there and l- wanting to run the ball, wanting to run over a guy, hurdle a guy, deek, like just put a guy down. That's not there. It's gone. And quite frankly, he's turned into A boring quarterback. He can still make any throw on the field. And unfortunately. He's being put in positions. Where he has to make every throw on the field. Because the offense is not dynamic. They're not doing. A damn thing. Except for limiting. Josh Allen's. Potential. To be great. Everyone and their mother knows Josh Allen is one of the top three to five quarterbacks in the league, hands down. Let him play like it. Let him get out there, run loose, let him gunsling, let him have control. He looks like he has been put In a box on the side of the road that says free puppy, and he's just sitting there waiting for something to happen instead of making something happen. We've been so concerned over the past five years with oh, Josh running, he's going to get hurt. Josh running, he's going to get hurt. Josh's only injury over the past three, four years has been when he sat in the pocket and his arm got grabbed and that messed with his elbow. Eventually, will someone get a shot in? Yeah. It's clearly not them saying, hey, run smarter. Get down. Get out of bounds. Take what's given. It's the directive is quite clearly sit back there and throw the ball and don't you even think about running. Multiple opportunities yesterday. Second and short, third and short. Everybody clears out, wide open lane. Josh of the past few years would have had a first down, no problem, and maybe way more. Instead, he has to sit there and wait. Teams no longer have to fear, well, what if Josh Allen takes out? You can take that out of your game plan because they will not allow him to do it. There will be no design and no option where Josh Allen is allowed to run the ball. When everything breaks down and the pocket collapses and he's flushed out, then he takes it. He had so many opportunities yesterday. And instead, he ends up having to run the ball seven different times and only gets 17 yards out of that. Josh Allen of old would have gotten that 17 yards on one carry. I don't give a damn that you're trying to get the running game more involved, trying to get James Cook involved. That's why you have these guys to run the ball. He is a weapon, and you're leaving it on the shelf and going to battle every week and forgetting that weapon on the shelf at home. It's just a disgusting display of a team that has so much potential and in flashes... Shows you and reminds you what they're capable of. And they just refuse to do it. I think back to earlier in the season, I talked about Ken Dorsey is the offensive coordinator. Feels like a guy that's driving in a 30 mile an hour zone with a goddamn Ferrari. Get on the highway. Open it up. Let him go you clearly don't know how to drive it or you're convincing yourself that that lamborghini is going to be your daily driver to get you to work him back it's a sports car it is rare it is expensive too josh's contract is massive let josh be josh Let him go out there. Keep that competitive fire in him. And let him go to work. After his interception on the first pass yesterday, he goes to the bench, sets down his helmet, puts on his hat, and just sits down. I despise that. He Looked like he didn't give a damn. And I blame that on the coaches and the people who are telling him what to do that have just beaten the life out of him, beaten the fire out of him. And it's just useless at this point. You scored 15 points in the fourth quarter. Last week, you scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. Week before that, you scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. There's a reason it's the fourth quarter Quarter. You got three other quarters. Play the goddamn game. Right now, through seven weeks, the Bills sit in the seventh seed, the final playoff spot. And that's right about where they deserve to be. And you know who's still behind them? Cincy at three and three. If things don't change... This team is in danger of not being a playoff team. And you're sure as shit not going to be playing at Highmark Stadium. You're going to be going on the road. The dreams of a one seed, gone. So far gone. At this point. You need to buckle up because you're going to be playing road games all of January. And if you want to make it to Vegas for the Super Bowl, you're going to have four games away from your crowd that you have to win to be the best in the NFL. And they're not even in the vicinity. Not even close. I want to sidebar for a second. There was one bright spot yesterday, and that's Dalton Kincaid. Finally, Dalton Kincaid shows up and looks like what we've been promised. Led all Bills receivers with eight catches and 75 yards. It's about damn time. Dalton Kincaid has to be your number two target with Stephon Diggs on every play. Dalton Kincaid has already surpassed any potential that Dawson Knox has. I'm firmly into the team cut Knox category for next year. The Bills can save a ton of money if you cut Dawson Knox and go back to running with Kincaid on a rookie contract as your tight end. Money's going to be tight across the board. They have a lot of big contracts here. That's $10 million free dollars that you get just by letting Dawson Knox go. His role really worked in the offense they used to run. And under this new whatever-the-hell-it-is offense that they have now, he serves no purpose except for dropping a fourth-and-two pass that hit him in the hands. I'm done with it. I'm so over it. There's enough people on the team. He's taking away snaps. You turn that into a wide receiver, you get Khalil Shakir, you get Deontay Hardy on the field more. You have actual viable threats that can make plays. So Dalton Kincaid, kudos to him for finally arriving. Almost doubled his season total in yards. He had like 117 or something coming in. He had 75 yesterday. So he really boosted his numbers in one game. And he showed, much like the Bills' offense, he showed what he's capable of. But will they lean into that? Doubtful. I'd be willing to bet that Thursday night goes one of two ways. Either Dalton Kincaid has the exact same game, eight catches, 80 yards-ish, or he has two catches for 12 yards. There's no in-between. There's no good day. It's either career-best level or absolutely forgotten. And it's... Just despicable to watch this team flounder all over the damn place, looking like they don't have a clue that the other team is already playing. Well, they're just sitting on their hands waiting. Is the challenge not big enough to already win in the NFL? Why you spotted the Patriots 10 points yesterday. You ran one play, and you were down 10 nothing. Just an absolute disaster. Now you've got the 3-3 three and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming to town on a short week. The table is set for them to have an unbelievable turnaround. But I said that about the Giants game, that it's a bounce-back game. Said about the Patriots. It's a bounce back game. You're running out of bounce back games. If you don't have this one. You're in Cincy in a week and a half. And then you have to turn around. You get the Broncos at home in prime time. And then the gauntlet really starts. When you come out of the bye. Something's got to be different. Or they are going to get boat raced out of stadiums. This team cannot compete with the best talent in the NFL, in their current structure. And the most frustrating part is knowing that they have the talent and they have the ability and they've shown that they can do it. And again, they just don't, won't, can't, are choosing not to. Put whatever word you want at the end there, but it just doesn't happen. You talk about Tampa Bay coming in. They lost to the Lions, the Falcons, and the Eagles. They've beaten the Vikings, the Bears, and the Saints. Seems like a perfect matchup to get yourself right. And if not, with 10 days between the Tampa game and Cincy, if you're going to fire somebody, if you're going to change something dramatically... I would expect to hear about it Friday morning. They will make that change. They will get things sorted out. I don't know if I have faith that they'll actually do it. But if there is ever a time, if things don't change Thursday night, something's got to give. Otherwise, this team is heading for 10-7, and 11-6, And a first-round exit from the playoffs when you have to go to Miami and go play down there in the playoffs in January. You're in big, big, big trouble. I'm out of things to say. I'm out of things to say. I'm as frustrated as anybody, and it just doesn't make sense to see what exists in that locker room and to watch the product that they put out on the field. So, hey, we'll see what happens Thursday night. If fingers crossed, you know what? Expect the worst hope for the best. Hopefully, Friday morning, we're all talking and saying, wow, that's what they're capable of. We've known it's been there, and they showed it. And start gearing up, because the gauntlet starts in 10 days in Cincy. If anybody else feels like freaking out, send me your thoughts. Let me know what you think. Give me your feedback. Always follow us on Instagram, podcast. Hope to whatever higher power you believe in that they figure this the hell out or else we're all going to be really investing in the Sabres and hockey season really quick. Get your shit together, Bills. We'll talk next time. As always, go do something, Bills.